0: that's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Block Talk Radio. Real
1: sports guy. The game. the game is it's the people's radio.
2: It's all in your headphones. Allow me to introduce
1: the illustrious Sweet Man Who? Marcus the Game Changer, the Seventh Jackson, D. Will, the ill executive. He's like, he's like Shoes Knight without the anger management issues. Bill P, the sports, P-A-T-T. This dude is coming at you from all angles. He's got, he's got all the bases covered. Uh, there's not a whole lot about sports this brother
2: don't know. Can you dig
1: it? Ray, Justin Page, Eric Hamlin, r fam is like, Whoo! now I is like, now I blame it on Nintendo. <laughs> It's definitely a gin party around here. Definitely a gin party. Don't break any Kool-Aid. It don't get no better than this, baby. I want winners. You guys act like this. Pick it up a little bit, okay? Get your chin up. can right be peace. don't get no more real welcome to the real sports guys of real guys talk real sports r s g renegade radio we are in the house in full effect uh you listen to the to to sports radio renegade and before we get into the season this evening, allow me to say you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate your patronage. All right. As usual, we have a slamming show for you all tonight. Uh, all guests and hosts are brought to you by the uh, K&N Superior Airflow, uh, Superior Performance. Check out Carl's story at www.knfilters.com slash million, that's M-I-L-L-I-O-N and learn how he drove a million miles on a and n filter. K&N, Superior Air Fil- Airflow Filters. Tell him the real sports guy sent you. All right, so K&N will be sponsoring our show tonight. We have a slamming show. Let's get into it. The three-man booth, it's hot, it's burning up, it's in full effect. Uh, mm-hmm. Allow me to introduce my man to my right, D-Wheels. How are you, people? Feeling good, man. I'm feeling much better than some of these teams that went down hard. My condolences to the folks of Northern Iowa. Uh, It was just a hard call. So I'm looking forward to just talking about turning time. It feels like we got so much to cover. It's going to be a great show tonight. Yeah, there's a lot to cover, man. We got a lot to cover. We're going to talk a lot of tournament. Uh, Most of this show is going to be NCAA tournament focused, so just ride with us through that. Um, we'll go through the intro to let them know in a moment. But before we do that, let me bring in my man, 100 Field T-Sports PhD. Hey, what's happening, Captain?
2: Five-foot freak. Shout out to Five Dog. Rest in peace. Yes. Absolutely. Now, before we get
1: into it, we usually don't get too deep into hop, but this is the flagship show, so we cover a little bit of everything. Five Dog, right? the five-foot assassin, uh, one of the two MCs, and a tribe called Quest. One of the uh, most influential uh, groups in hip hop music passed away um, due to complications with his diabetes at the age of 45 last week. Um, just briefly, fellas, what did a tribe called Quest mean to you guys? Yeah,
2: Go ahead, PhD. The song scenario. The song scenario uh to me represented a shift in hip hop where instead of having one dude or perhaps two guys go back and forth they had a whole crew. Um I think I think Wu Tang really drove home this point like nobody has you know ever has. But first there was uh the tribe man in the song scenario where you had um Buster Rhymes coming in doing his thing but, you know, Q-Tip and Five Dog, um, that song was like my hype song. When I got ready to play football at high school and college, I had a uh, a, a cassette tape in my Casio Walk Band, okay? And on every <laughs> hype tape, there was always Tribe's Scenario. So I could go that whole verse by Five Dog. I won't. I won't, you know, hurt anybody's ears in doing it because that's not my strength, and I'm all about strengths right now. Um, but Fight Dog, <laughs> man, he, uh, like, he, <laughs> you know, it was uh, like, you know, Tribe Call Quest is just one of those things where it's one of those moments where when, when people who were in groups start dying, like when you were growing up, you listen to them. You know, it's, like it really has you question your own mortality, like, wait a minute, 45, wow. You know, like, we had Biggie and go when we were younger, but you know, those were exceptions, you know? Those were, like, abnormal type of things. Uh, but now you're starting to see artists that we grew up with, you know, passing away, man. It just it hit me kind of hard.
1: Yeah, Biggie and Pac, they got shot, you know what I mean? Like, they got shot. It wasn't like they just kind of were older and got sick or something like that, you know what I mean? So with them, you know, you kind of like, eh, they got shot, but with Fife, I dig it, man. It kind of hit home a little bit. D. Will's, what did Tribe Called mean to you, man? Well, you know, you know, I'm I'm a little older than y'all, so in a sense, you know, I was growing up through this kind of evolution. You know, um, you know, I came in early with, you know, you know, the early movement with Curtis Blow, and you know, obviously Run DMC changed things. Um, and then you had this, you know, we talked a little bit about it when Straight of Compton came out. Um, we had this whole other movement happening on the West Coast um, that I don't like call gangster rap, but I call it reality rap. You know, as 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 Q's used to say, you know, we the Black CNN. And then, you know, we, you know, in in college, I was beginning to make that turn, and we had this we had this show called Stepping to the AM, and you started we started to then kind of dig in, into some things, and you start to get, you know, uh, Jungle Brothers started coming through. And people started to flex and flow a little bit differently. And you had this whole kind of alternative movement. Um, you had X-Clan. Uh, and they, you know, leaders of the new school. But, but Tribe was kind of put it all together, where you can go from scenario to Vanita Alpha Bomb. And, you know, and you're like, you know, and when you saw him in video, you're like, who are these cats? And it was just kind of a different flavor and contrast. You know, one of my regrets about what I've done with the show, I was working, trying to work with Vice Manager because he's a big sports guy. And I was trying to get him on the show. We are going back on Twitter. We couldn't quite get it to work out. And when I heard, and I, he was on my list of people. I was like, we're gonna, we're going to make this happen this year, right? And. Then I heard the news, and I just felt like, you know, you know, in that moment, just like, man, man, I wish I would have stayed with it because it would have been just so great to to get him in this space talking about sports because he loved it. Um, but they, they they stretched us, like they stretched us in ways, and in the in the way they sampled and just how he and Tip had contrasting styles. But he was kind of always real to his his approach. Um, yeah, man, I, it, it's, you know, when you, we're in the same age range. So when you talk about diabetes and health, and, you know, it really kind of hit home for me uh, because I think I'm battling some of the same things he's battling. So, yeah, it, it, you know, I think, Phil, you put it best. When, you know, when, when Biggie and Pac died, that was more tragic. It was more – it was something – but this this is like – um, you know, you start to get into that mode. Where not, it's not really natural causes, but it's it's life and aging, right? And you start to then reflect on where you are. So, you know, it's definitely something I miss, and it's something I wish, you know, even on our platform, it would been great to to have his voice bless our airways. And so, um, it's making me feel like, you know, I can't if I have an opportunity like that, I'm going to push it again because we got too many icons. We want to catch them before they, you know, we, we want to get them while they while they're here. Absolutely, and I, I, I'll just say my piece for a little bit, and then I, I'll, I'll let it uh, I'll let it breathe for a moment and get us into the show. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm younger than you guys, um, and so being in the Midwest and being of the age that I was, Tribe really wasn't. You know, like I got introduced to hip hop through older folks, cousins, uncles who were playing around me in the Midwest. Tribe wasn't really popping like that. As I began to develop my own taste, I kind of got into them. But, you know, this is around 94, 95, 96. They weren't as the thing then, you know what I mean? And so you started to, that's when, you know, you started to get Biggie and Pop kind of ascending to the top of hip-hop, and then you had the South kind of making a presence. Um, but I always had an appreciation for Tribe. Oh, I, I, I know the music. I went back, but I didn't have that. It wasn't like a part of my uh, experience because the two albums that they dropped when I really started getting to hip-hop were kind of probably – you know, three and four, you know, on their list of if you got to rank their albums, they're probably at the lower half of their top five albums, right? But I do appreciate because I believe they were a precursor to my favorite group, which is Outkast. And Outkast has a very similar dynamic where you have Big Boy and Andre. Andre was kind of Q-tip and Big Boy was kind of Fife. Um, And that similar dynamic, that similar stylistic play of, you know, a guy who's a little bit more street versus a guy who's a little bit more abstract, a little bit more in the cloud, and you had that vibe between the two. So I appreciate Tribe just for that. You know, they were the, the precursor to what became my favorite group. Um and in their own right, they stand on their own as one of the best groups in hip hop history on their own. But that's where, you know, I get a, I, I draw a connection to Tribe and, and to how they kind of influenced my experience. So um R.I.P. the Fight's Dog. Um, He's a renegade for sure, even though we weren't able to get him on the show ever. He'd definitely be a renegade. Um, With that said, this portion of the show is known as the intro to let him know. Uh, Tonight, we're going to get into some tourney talk. We're going to reflect on the tournament, talk about all the upsets, last-second shots. There are so many, um, whether you want to say comebacks or collapses. You know, you can't have one without the other, in my opinion. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we're gonna update the can't trust them list. You know, new additions. Who's on probation? Who's coming off the list this year? We're gonna update that. Um, and then we're gonna do a little arrow up, arrow down with some prospects and coaches from the tournament who improved their stock. Um, whose opinion of uh, who? who's whose opinion? Um, who who has our opinion of decreased? Right? Who has our opinion of increased? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about the Final Four, and we're gonna dig into that. So, fellas, with no further ado, let's jump right in again. This edition of The Real Sports Guide is brought to you by K&N Superior Airflow. All right, superior performance, that's how you get it done. Check, out the real, uh, check them out at knnfilters.com. Check out Carl's story at knnfilters.com a million, just M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Learn how Carl drove a million miles on just one K&N filter. That's crazy, that's crazy. We just gonna take you a hundred miles of running tonight, though. All right, right. So let's just get into it, fellas. Turning reflections, turning reflections. New information. What, what do we now know after watching this tournament? I'll start with you, D. Wills. Rock on. Wow, what do we now know? We know that uh, Jim Beheim has a witch doctor working in the back of his office somewhere that pulled off something crazy. Um, That's one thing we do know. Um, We we know it's interesting, this movement around uh, experience in seniors, um, upperclassmen, um, this kind of swing where, uh, you know, for a while it was about the youngins. But this has really been a – this this has felt as much – for me, old-school tournament basketball, as I probably felt in a long time, um, and uh, have appreciated that. Um, we also learned a lot about, um, you know, coaches' ability to deal with situations. Like there's, there was, you know, more coaching kind of, you know, we'll get into list. You know uh, how they can impact the situation. I mean, it's incredible losses that we just could not. And and we also learned that March Madness still has this magic. You know, we people talk about you know one and dones and all this stuff, but it this is like the perfect brand. It doesn't matter who the actors are. It's designed for somebody to step up and do something, and it's, and it's done it again. The energy is there. So you know, I've had the most fun with this tournament, even though. You know, my team I had picking it and went out real early. <laughs> um, it's probably the most fun I've had watching uh, NCA tournament basketball. Yeah, and you know, shout out to uh, Behan. Um, he, he he pulled one, man. That was that was that was good coaching. You know, as a coach and watching that, you know, you had to time it just right. You knew you had that in your back pocket. You didn't yeah. know if it was gonna work but you knew if you were going to pull it, you had to pull it at a certain time. You couldn't pull it too soon, or if so they were going to adjust, and, you know, they'd be able to uh, neutralize your run. He pulled it at the right time, and he had a kid get hot. Um, you know, hats off to him. Um, PhD, what are your thoughts on the tournament? New information that you have.
2: Oh, I have no new information. Um, you know, I I think about the movie Brown Sugar, okay, Taye Diggs and Sinai Lathan and most stuff. Um, I think about that movie. There, there was a song on the track, on the soundtrack, uh, something about you know I used to love hip hop, something like that. And the song talks about how you know just grow with hip hop and and knew what to expect. For me in this NCAA, every year it's almost like you go to the same vacation spot. Okay, with your wife or your family, whatever, and you have this magic every time you go. And for me, the NCAA tournament, I've always had this magic with this tournament, but this year I didn't have it. This year it was like I'm looking around like was there a change in management? Like like there's something different about this vacation spot. And for me, the reason why it was different was because there were no, you know, 2008 Davidson – sorry, Flowers family – uh, like, there was no 2011 VCU. Like, there was no George Mason '06, No Butler 2010. No Kansas in 88. You know, no Villanova in 85. There was none of that. There was, like, no Cinderella story. Um, and for me, like, that's what I'm waiting for. You know, um, while I did correctly pick a 3-14 game in the first round, okay, with Virginia going down to Stephen F. Austin, um, even that didn't feel like a big upset, okay, like a 3-14 would have fell five, ten years ago. Um, You know, I just – you know, and then Michigan State went down, but the team that beat them lost the next round. So, like, we couldn't even have that whole week to talk about them. So, for me, like, I just – I was kind of missed, like like, like the spark's gone. You know, like I'm sitting at the table – with NCAA, like, looking at them, like, listen, we may need to think about our future. You know, like, maybe we need to go on a different deal. Like, I'm having this conversation with the NCAA tournament because the spark is just not there anymore.
1: Wow, wow. And I can, yeah. I, I, I see your perspective. I can dig your perspective because um, there wasn't, like, it's Blue Bloods for the most part. Like, Oklahoma's kind of a Blue Blood, but they're a named program their Power Power Five Conference. You know the brand, you know Oklahoma. You know, Blake Griffin went there. They've had they've had names at that school, um, before. And then you got Villanova who we'll talk about later. <laughs> we'll give D. Wills a moment to just participate <laughs> on Villanova, um in a moment. And then you got North Carolina okay. and then you got Syracuse. Like you got Syracuse, who is a, a very well-known program. They they've won national championships recently. They've been to several Final Fours. Um, but I dig that there wasn't that that upstart, right? And that's something that that's the flavor that the tournament usually brings. Is that like there's this program, like there wasn't an FGCU who was just like playing a funky running gun style with these weird. It wasn't there wasn't the personality to this tournament. Like everybody who was kind of winning, we knew. Like oh yeah, I know you guys. I know you guys. There wasn't that new kid on the block who kind of crashed the party and brought a new flavor to it. Um, So I can understand that. I can understand that a little bit. This tournament was – and that's what – just to talk about my bracket for a second, that's one of the reasons I went chalk because I felt like there wasn't like that team. Like I thought Wichita State was going to do that. I thought they were going to be the one to kind of carry that torch a little bit. And, they, you know, they they faltered. They ran into a good squad, um, and they wound up losing. But – um I thought that they might have that capture that magic a little bit. It was it was hard to predict this year and you couldn't really see where those teams were um in the tournament. The the piece of new information I got is, you know, 14 points in 40 seconds ain't safe. <laughs> you know, as it told you chalking that up, man. You know, I'm on the sideline like, "Where are we going to need after the game?" <laughs> we got this. 40 seconds. It's a 30 second shot clock. We got this. What could go wrong, right? What could go wrong? All we got to do is get the ball inbound. right? This is Ben Jacobson from Northern Iowa. All we got to do is get it in. They're going to foul us. We're going to be all right. We hit our free throws. This game is ours, guys. Take care of it. You look up, man, before you know it, man, your guys are throwing the ball to the other team. They act like they ain't never thrown an inbound pass before. They ain't never seen a press. It was unbelievable. I felt bad for Northern Iowa because I stayed up late the night before and watched them ice Texas in the most cold-blood manner possible with a half-court do <laughs> a dude was just, where Jefferson was just like, yeah got it. And then he let it go, and you could see he was like, yeah, that's going in, baby. That's going in, baby. And it went down. And then they come back the next night, and they rolling. It looks like they have it all under control, and then it just went left. It just totally went left. <laughs> And it went left in a way that I haven't seen a game go left in a long time. I mean, it, you, again, you can't, like LL, LL Cool J said, don't call it a comeback. That was a collapse. <laughs> like, they was helping. <laughs> I mean, they might have had three assists in that comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's one thing I learned. Um, the other thing I learned, um, it, from from that experience, one thing I, another thing I learned is you gotta when you inbound it, you gotta have you gotta have some some tricks up your sleeve as far as like running to do it out of bounds, throw it to him, then throw it. You gotta be versatile when you're inbound late in the game because I, I don't never want to be in that situation as a coach where I'm, I'm trying to figure out what do I do. I can't even my guys can't even get the ball in inbound all of a sudden. Um, the other thing I learned is box out, box out at the end of the game How many games did we see that were won on last second tips? Like, really? You guys are Division One college players, and y'all ain't boxing out? You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose. Iowa one-on-one, Notre Dame one-on-one. I mean, just come on. Offensive rebounds, tip-ins. You got to buy especially at the end of a game, because the refs are basically going to let you tackle people. I don't care what happens. You make sure your guy, just wrap him up. You know what I mean? Like, it's a brawl under there, and the guys are jumping clean, just tapping the ball back in. That should never happen at the end of a game. So things I learned, you got to box out, and you got to be uh, diverse with your inbound sets at the end of a game, and you can lose a lead fourteen or uh, 14 points in 40-some seconds. Um, so those are the things I learned from the tournament. Um, I appreciate your, you guys reflecting with me for a moment. Now we got to revisit the can't trust them list, as we always do after the tournament. So can't trust them list for the listeners out there. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, com, RSG Renegade Radio, can't trust them list. These are teams that next year's bracket, can't trust them. Can't trust them. Don't have them going too far. They're going to do you dirty. You're going to have to burn your bracket. All right? So usually the teams that are on this list currently, Villanova was on the list. Duke is usually has a spot reserved on the list. Um, <laughs> Arizona always on the list.
2: Uh, who else? Who else you got on the list? Syracuse was always on my list.
1: Mm, Syracuse. You know, I even, I, I've even, I've even, I've had my Hoyas on probation. You know, my Hoyas have been on probation because they've had some duds. I mean, some cold-blooded duds. Kansas is usually on the list. Live. Um, yeah, Gonzaga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, new addition to the Trust the list. The entire Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> You're just putting them all uh, down. You, be, you, be you can do You I mean,
2: when's the last time a Big Ten team won the championship? I mean, like, we're not going as far back as Michigan State in 2000, are we? It's, has a, has a Big Ten team won a championship since? I got to look now. Michigan, no. They came close a few years ago. Um, Indiana Wisconsin came been there close ten, fifteen years ago. Wisconsin last year close with no cigar. Ohio State, no close with no cigar. Against, you know during the olden days. Um, my All right, you, no. Iowa, no. Uh, I mean, Maryland, I guess, but they weren't in the Big Ten, so that doesn't count. Um doesn't count. I mean, that was a long time. Rutgers, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean has it hasn't really been 16 years since the Big Ten team won. And, and goodness, I don't even want to think has. about. Wow. I don't even want to think about who was the team that won before then in the Big Ten. Wow. Yeah, so the entire Big camp pretty much.
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> putting them all on stage.
2: <laughs>
1: listen, listen, we may have to, we may have <laughs> to prepare for that CAC, man. He's taking his mission to <laughs> the state law, <All> hard, right,
2: man. <laughs> he threw the whole team under the bus. <laughs> 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 we might have to get him some camp, <laughs> I told you, man, I'm at that table having that conversation, like, hey, no, this isn't what it used to be.
1: Hey. The craziness is the craziness is Phil T the one representing us in the RSG challenge. He's the one up there holding it down, I think. I'm sitting at six, but he yeah. might be the only one in the ring up there. So I guess really? you, you have a voice. Yeah, thing you can stay lost. It was a rap for me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Me too. I mean I held like, it on for a while. maybe people will laugh me. I, I gotta, I gotta go on the World Wide Web and see how I'm doing here, guys. Huh? <laughs> see, I'm gonna have to yeah. download, download.
1: Jump on the interweb. I think I'm still. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in first and one though. I'm in first and one. I don't know. I won like 24 of the first 32. Here you go, so he, he, Here down. you go. Oh. Here you go. Aha. Over. Over. D was like, I, wait, wait, wait. I got one. I got one D-Wheels in the back like, hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm in person in one. You could hey, hey, do have the man. You could still have smoke. the <laughs> I can't even find you know? a link to the
2: login. I'm, I'm just going to take your word. D-Wheels deleted
1: that bad boy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean... About all I can say is about time we've been carrying you like uh, uh, uh Barkley in, 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 in Philadelphia.
2: You yeah. Out there, last, you. yeah, yeah, the last decade. I mean, really, I'll be honest. Uh, the Game Changer's daughter beat me. Um, <laughs> man, she was probably this was probably ten years ago, um, <laughs> and <laughs> with she was like uh, eight. Was like eight or nine Yeah, eight and, and she kind of picked rates on the mascots and stuff, and you know, I mean, it's not like she was winning, but out of 30 teams in the tournament, or in our contest, I was like 30th, and she was like 15th, and then she finished, and she was still finished <laughs> better than me. And so I asked Marcus, I said, man, man, would you like help her He's like, nah, man, they just kind of picked based on mascots, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right? My man listen to this bracket, walked so off, real-
1: just scratched his head, like, okay, all
2: right.
1: I guess. I mean, you sure that's all
2: he did? <laughs> so since then, man, like, I put, like, five minutes into my into my brackets. I mean, honestly, over the last 10 years, I just, you know, boom, just, just, just pick. Don't even think about it. And so this year, huh, evidently, I must be doing okay in those two brackets. I'm liking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, this year, yeah, one, year who one year, year my
2: final four, remember last uh, one year, my final four, the the, uh, the seeds added up to be like 30 or something? Or, yeah. um, I, I do
1: remember that. I do remember that.
2: <laughs>
1: like when your seeds uh, are close yeah. to your age, that's not good.
2: Yeah. So, so to answer your question, Marcus, the team I'm adding this year will be Michigan State, unfortunately. And – Okay. You know, Michigan State. You know, to me, I feel that a Final Four is almost as good as a championship in nearly any other sport. You know that we cover NFL, you know, baseball, whatever it is. Like I think out of all the major sports we cover, coming in second place, or even that you know coming into the semifinals, I think is more important in college basketball than any other sport. So, so to that I say that that's why the Coach K's of the world and even Izzo are seem to be such big dogs because they get to that Final Four so much. But really, man, I mean, I haven't I haven't went back to analyze the numbers, you know, which I I know is surprising, but I almost feel like Michigan State does better when they enter as a five seed or a seven seed versus. You know, half the pundits are picking them to win, like this year. I, it just feels like in those years, that's when they struggle the most. Mhm.
1: Everybody sees them coming, right? Yeah. Those years where you have five or seven or a six, you don't really see them coming. That's when they get you. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk myself out of out of uh, not picking Michigan State ever again, because um, they hurt me this year. And I, I was a little upset, too. I got over it, um, but I was a little upset, too, Uh I'll say this. We talked about this back and forth. It was like Michigan State was having an out-of-body experience. It wasn't a crash and burn. It was like somebody had it was like food poisoning. You know, you're going to learn food poisoning. It just seemed you couldn't explain why. So that's why I give Izzo a pass. I'm not gonna quite put him on the list, but I can understand why you might feel that way, particularly if you knew you had a run. I, I have two teams I gotta put on this. One is still in the big 10, cause he got to he got to prove something. I you talking about somebody who has not fulfilled a promise, is painter at Purdue. Purdue is on the list. You got two team mm. puts. You you got all this stuff. This is not the vision Gene Katie had for the program. You have an opportunity. This is the year you need to make a run. You have the same pressure on you as my man over at, at, uh, at Indiana. They seem to rise to it and do what they need to do at least to show some noise. And y'all, they just bowed out with two seven-footers, just get put around. Painter and Purdue, they, 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 they made my new addition, and they're going to have to prove themselves. The other cat, and this is a cat, that we kind of get respect over the years. Everybody talks about them almost like Iowa State. Everybody always talks about them, and they fold like wet noodles. And that just don't fit his personality. It's West Virginia. Um. Uh, Against you all, man. You got no, how can you come in there with nobody who can actually shoot? Like, you're losing games because you ain't got an offensive player on the floor. Like, what happened to the Nick Van Neckers of the world? Like, you can't. Re- you, you can't recruit a Nick. You can't get somebody – Everybody talks about West Virginia their defense and all this stuff. They get in a tournament and as soon as they get down and they got a score they get up against the team they got any ball handling. they just get crushed so they they do additions on on you can't trust them but last, get,
2: get last year and last year uh West Virginia really struggled. you know I actually saw them play against um Kentucky in the Sweet 16, man, it's, and they got doubled up, I think. I think they lost something like 80 to 40. It was horrible. Yes. And and it, and I'm with you with Purdue as well. You know, Painter was on my I don't know list, you know, four or five years ago when they had Utah Moore, Lewis Jackson, and Juwan Johnson. I mean, they had a really nice squad, and they just would always lose in the second round, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah and I think, man, I would say is he overcoaching, but he ain't overcoaching. Like, some, a couple people on my list, because I think they overcoach. I don't think he overcoaches. I just don't know what's wrong.
2: Well, here at Purdue, man, you know, I mean, in some ways, that's what Purdue does. You know, like, we used to we used to reward these coaches as being great coaches just because they was around for a long time. Gene Cady, like Lou Henson. I mean, these cats had one or two big years. And that was it. And after that, they were just decent in conference play and never did anything on a national tournament. But now our expectations are so different for college mm. coaches. You know, and he's at Purdue, man. I mean, in some ways, it's, you know, to me it's almost like when the Denver Nuggets fired George Carl a few years ago. They were tired of winning 45, 50, 55 games a year. They weren't. They weren't comfortable with that. Purdue needs to understand what they have and be okay making a tournament because that's what you are in basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like, a Sweet 16's got to be a goal, right? That's got to be a thing. That's got to be something you get excited about. You hit the Sweet 16, success, right? Anything after that, yep. house money. Um, the team I'm adding this year, Baylor. Uh, never. <laughs> I didn't pick them. I, never again, bro. Never. Every year. Every year, Baylor, they, Scott Drew has had so much talent come through there. Like, he gets, like, a top 100, top 50 kid every single recruiting class. And then he never does anything with them. He never turns them into – like, nobody's ever been like, yeah, dude went to Baylor and got better. Nobody ever says that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're always looking at dude at Baylor like, I thought he was going to be better than that.
2: Uniforms I'm,
1: I'm I'm Right, they got they got highlighter colored uniforms. That's really hot. And I guess, man, whatever. They can't win no tournament games. So they on the list. They
2: on the list.
1: So who you sliding over the probationary status, right? That team that you're giving a side at like y'all got one more year. Y'all messed this up. Y'all got one more year and you on the list. You're on the list. Who you got, PHD?
2: The entire Big Ten for a second time. They have both man. I For real, man. They got one more year. I mean, how can, year. I mean like, how can you be in the Big Ten and not win, you know, a championship? I mean, man, like, I'm just thinking out loud, and forgive me, listeners, when I'm putting bad information out there, but we got, what, Indiana in 87, the key smart shot. We've got Michigan 89, and then we got Michigan State in 2000. I mean, I hope I'm not missing anybody. But how are you going to be in the Big Ten in the last, you know, 30 years you don't want three chips? That's a problem. That's a big problem.
1: Mm. Mm. Preach. All right, so we got the Big Ten, D. Wills, any probationary team. I got this arrow going down and up because I couldn't quite move them all the way off the list. But Jay Right, I gotta give you
2: something.
1: I'm gonna move you to probationary status off no. the way like halfway on. I can't quite I can't quite let you all the way off because 'cause you're going the other way. But I can't quite give you I can't let you run free. Be fair, uh, Devon.
2: Be fair, man. Be
1: fair. I I I can't let him run free. Now, he did look like he did look like he did look like he did look like Steve Young. With the monkey off your back expression. When <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, I, I love Jay Wright, man. I want to root for him. If we get him on the show, I want to tell him I want to root for I love everything about him. That's why I'm so disappointed I can't say why he doesn't do more with it. But I think this might be a breakthrough year. I think it kind of clicked for him. Uh, I love the way his team plays, but I can't quite let him off the list because I feel like I'm going to get disappointed. The team yeah. that I'm kind of giving a look at, and we did this over our text messaging, is Virginia. Tony Bennett, and I always kind of felt like this, it's just you're overcoaching your players. One thing about it is the power of improvisational play. The closer you get to the Final Four, can your best players break script? Because you're going to be playing against a team that's going to take away your first, maybe second option, and do you have a player or a couple players who can do it? I think he has those players. We have been go back and forth about that. But to get over the top, he got to be able to do that. And it just – people love him. They, you, know, you know, they talk about he's the best coach to coach against. But it, he feels like he should be doing more once he gets determined. So Virginia is on that probationary status. You know Tony Bennett. I love love your father Dick, but that's what you said. But how you make the elite eight and you're on probation? I'm just asking. Yeah. Because the listeners out yeah. there, well, we the list out there saying those exact words, d will. They made the elite eight. Because, how is they on probation? Because Virginia. Because he, he, he's Virginia. He's in the ACC, and this was a Final Four run. This was not a. He 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 ain't in elite eight status right now. His program, where he's at, where they playing, he's been, he's becoming a number one, number two seed. You got to make a serious run. That's just how I feel about it. But that kind of qualifies as a serious run, like you got to the elite eight. Yeah. uh, (laughs) No, I think it's. Oh, first of all, it's my list, and
2: second
1: of all, I'm trying to (laughs) save you from catching Twitter flack, man. I'm trying to save you from Twitter flack. I right, yeah. got all these They're like, well. they gonna be coming for your I, I, I head, man. They're gonna be coming for your Twitter. head. You ain't making no sense on air. <laughs> it's coming hey, hey, at R S G Will. Do what you need to do. You don't wanna be the new failure. <laughs> I don't know, Devon.
2: I tell you what, man, Virginia is in you know they're in the top conference in the country, I think. Um, you know, debatably in the top conference the recruiting ground that they share, you know, they're like they're recruiting the same kids locally, locally, as, um, you know, North Carolina, Duke, you know, all the kids. I understand that, Nigeria. but he's
1: constantly ranked in what, the top ten in the country?
2: He's constantly
1: near the top of there or winning it? They winning it. All that being said, they winning.
2: Yeah, but Virginia is – now we're going to go back to what they feel like. Virginia is one of those schools you feel like you see a statistic, you know, Billy Packer. Uh, Jim, you know, if you had to guess, Jim you would be asking, you know, what program has the highest winning percentage over the last four years? It would be Virginia. But everybody would be surprised, like, really? You know, I mean, they just don't feel like that type of program yet. And No, nah, they, they talk about Tony is like is
1: one of the best coaches in America. They they talk about the program. I mean, every time you hear them talking about them on ESPN or wherever, they loving them. They're at a point right now where they need to break through. Mm-hmm. They're the place where Ralph Sampson went. They're the place where Odin Polley went. They, they 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 ain't They, ain't they ain't got a slouch history. People act like they. Can you they say can a name? Can you say it. a name from like the mid nineties on? <laughs> I mean, like you just named right. like <laughs> two dudes the eighties.
2: Like Polynes, yeah, they was talking the Sampson. I mean, but give this, me more. You, just, but you just, know, but this, but they feel like they are in still in the escalator going up. Like, a, like it feels ah. like they're still ascending. It's time go to next Like they, they ah. have not stagnated okay. in my
1: opinion. Right. Next, next year, put, put your money, money on. them. Put, put but put this, is what, on. This, this is put what this is what I'll say. You can put them up so on good.
0: probation.
1: You can put them on probation, but put it I said you on the watch list. You know, I said you on the watch list. I didn't say you were in but to put it in perspective. Right, put, but let's I'm put it in perspective, like, right? Yeah. If okay, anybody... But, D. Wills, if anybody... If a, if you ran into a UVA fan and they were calling for Tony Bennett's job, given what this team has done in his tenure, you'd be like, shut up. You can't... Yeah. To me, that's, that, that's the team that needs to be... Like, Jay Wright, you were right for calling for Jay... Putting, they should have been on the list. Because... They've been at the top for a long time, right? They've been up at the top for a long time. I mean, through the biggest years, we're going back to the 2000s. Villanova has been relevant, and they have struggled to crack through, and they have consistently disappointed. Right now, as as T.A.D. said, I think Virginia is still on the way up. When they're there for a little bit and they're still not breaking through, then I think they get some consideration for the list. I'm giving them a pass right now, but you got them on probation. That's your list, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna, ah, no. gonna move on, man. We gonna move on. We going because we gonna talk about Tony Bennett in a minute. So I don't want to, I want to, I want, I want you to use all your bullets, man. All right, you gotta say something <laughs> And I like Tony Bennett. Now I'm trying to tell you that the team that I'm, yeah. I'm putting on probation is Texas A&M. All right, you're a football school, okay? Football school. <laughs> I need to see a little bit more. All right, I need to see a little bit more. All right, so I'm just watching, right? You were three seed, kind of came out of nowhere. I just need to see what this is going to be because, you, you know, you should have lost to Northern Iowa, <laughs> to be honest. All
2: right, <laughs> should have lost there.
1: Um, so Texas A&M, I'm watching you. The other one is Xavier. Um, Xavier is another program that I just keep an eye on. Chris Mack has been there for a little bit. Xavier's kind of been – again, it may, you might consider him a team that's still on that escalator up, but I'm just watching. You know, I'm just watching. I'm just watching. That's all. I don't know. I'm watching.
2: Xavier feels like, like – that feels like a job. Oh, yeah,
1: that's like, another one I was looking at. Yep.
2: I mean, it, it almost may be like the VCU job where, you know, at VCU you had the guy like, – I forget his name. He uh, went down to Alabama and some other places.
1: Grant. Uh, Grant.
2: Yep, and then Shaka came uh, after him. And then you got the job. Now you're like, okay. Um, You know, like Xavier had, uh, you know, who's the guy at Ohio State?
1: Uh, Mata. Thad Mata.
2: Yeah, Thad Mata. Then Miller came in. And now Mack is there. And it's kind of like, eh. You know, like it was a great job to have because you were overachieving, but then these guys put this program in a certain place, and now the expectation is huge, but you're still Xavier. You know, it's it's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, like, you have these expectations. And, and so, I, I don't know, Xavier, like, what were they, a two seed this year?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. I. I almost feel like a two seed for Xavier is, like, a huge year. It is. It is.
1: It is. But then to get a two seed and get bounced, Uh, not make the Uh, C-16. I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? But I hear you. I hear your argument. That's what got it. That's what you're a two seed. Get to the second weekend. Right? Yeah. that's, That's kind of the deal. You know? um so that's kind of why i got them. just i'm just you know i'm just i'm just putting them over there i'm gonna watch you yeah i got my eyes on you you know what i'm saying that's all i'm saying i got my eyes on him. um who's coming off the list all right who are we taking off the list going forward uh phd who's coming off the list
2: villanova villanova divine mm. and i'm gonna yield mm. i'm gonna yield the rest of my time iron. to you I'm, I'm going to yield the rest of my time to you so you can have your entry time of shooting him down. Go right ahead. I, I'm yeah.
1: not shooting him down. I want to pull him off the list. But you're going to put your stuff on him next year. He might he might reverse that. he got to give me two I'm years, giving him, I'll, I'll he, give he, him
2: like I'm giving him a raise. I'm locking him in till 2029, okay? I'm, yeah. I'm give him a raise. Wow. Like we're naming the court after you, everything.
1: Wow, he, he might turn out to be like Peter Guns, man. I love hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just when you think you're on the right path,
2: <laughs> man, Peter
1: Guns is a slime bag, dog. Straight up, no, seriously, that's just a slime bag. <laughs> like, I'm not like,
2: I, 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 did 40, he's like 40. And I just wanted to be like, dog, grow up."
1: <laughs> like, dude, like, I've never, i never disliked somebody on TV as much as I just like Peter Gunn. Like, dude, you have kids my age, grow up. <laughs> man, he like, was on Sway this morning kids, trying to man. explain it. <laughs> he was trying to explain it this morning. Uh, he, you know, he, he tried to sound convincing and humble and everything else, but the TV don't match up. Sway's his voice. Sways his couldn't figure out how he could buy it. That's how I feel, man. I'm trying to, uh, you know, I want to love it like yeah. that, man. Yeah. dang, I can't. Stand yeah. it But I'm I saying now, I'm not going. I'm not going to put you on that. Understand. So who are you taking off the list, D. Williams? Who are you taking off the list? You know, uh, as equally, I've been equally hard on this coach, Roy Williams, mm. and I feel like I'm going to take. It. Now he might retire on me, you know, if his health doesn't get yeah. there, but. I, with this team, I thought this team was going to fold like what because they have all the characteristics of the team that he would have with foe because they just struggled in a lot of stuff that were – that gave you a sense that they may not have the mental toughness. But I've really been impressed with the way they've been battling through and how he's coached through this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take him off the list, man. I'm going to take him off the list. And that's hard to do because he goes back with me all the way back to Kansas. So, you know – you know, his can't been moving with teams. <laughs> and I, I feel
2: like
1: you know I'm in this rehab program, still trying to work on me. You know, and uh, I feel like I'm making progress and I'm I'm gonna take him off. Okay. Okay.
2: Wait a minute. So Devon who? is taking Devon is taking North Carolina off the list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just okay. knew he was gonna fold this year, man. I just knew it. Did it feel like it? And I just been impressed the way he has got this team playing, man. He find them buttons to push. You know, yeah. Because to me, I don't see, head, I don't so. see, a, I don't see a surefire pro on that roster. I really don't. Like people talk about Bryce Johnson, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it at all. I mean, he's all right, but he's not real. And, yeah. and Paige is not. I don't. I don't see Paige being a, a player in the league. I don't see a pro. And again, I think this is probably. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Tar Heel aficionado, but this might be the least talented Tar Heel Final Four team ever. I like Jackson a lot, but you're right they all got they all got flaws. Rice is about the only one. I mean, it's, I, not, I love a it's not a stud. It's not like they don't have like an Ingram or um just a stud. They don't have that stud, even a Hansborough or uh, Antoine Jameson or somebody like that. They don't have that dude who just like. That dude is a top-five pick, and he's why they're this good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's the one thing I'll say about um, Carolina. Uh, yeah. The team I'm taking off is the team that they're going to play, and that's Syracuse. Um, and, again, this is another team where they don't have a stud this year. You know, they've had guys who've stepped up at different times, but they don't have that one dude. They don't have a buddy healed who you have to be like, that's the guy, we got to stop him, we stop him, we win. Um you know, I, I think they've had a consistent of enough run over the last couple of years. You know, obviously last year doesn't count because they didn't make the tournament. Um but the years that they've been in, they've been consistent enough when they've had talent, when they've had the pieces. They've done well enough where you can kinda of say, Okay, I might have to take Syracuse off the list, you know, for the time being. Um, we'll see. Uh, but they're off the list but I'm I'm letting them off for the moment. I'm letting them off, so, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm letting them off, I'm Mm -hmm. letting them off, so let's Mm -hmm. take a quick break, let's take a quick break, we're going to come back, reset, and then we're going to come back with our arrow up, arrow down, all right, so we're going to take a quick break, you listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Minigay Radio, about to drop some sounds on you, a little something, something like this. Welcome back to the Real Sports Guys the Real Guys Talk Real Sports, RSG Renegade Radio, back in full effect. This edition of the Real Sports Guys is brought to you by K&N Superior Airflow. For superior performance, make sure you check out our guys at K&N Superior Airflow. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out Carl's Story at knnfilters.com slash million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, uh, and learn how he drove a million miles on a and n filter. K and N air filters. Tell them the real sports guy sent you. I can't believe old boy drove a million miles, man. On yeah, what two- kind of two-
2: job three- do you need? Like, what kind of career jo- job do you have, uh, where you where you <laughs> you drive a million miles at some point? Uber. <laughs> <laughs> he was driving that Uber app. <laughs> 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 I mean, Carl also had to be a Rolling Stone at some point as well. I'm just putting that out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the truck driver, maybe just like a um, a wayward spirit, you know what I'm saying? Just like one of those dudes who's just like, he, he, like he's right. He just gets in his van and drives, right? Just drives. Like, where are you going? Somewhere. You know, yep. I'll, I'll get there soon enough. Yep. All right. So make sure you, you check out k and uh, Airflow uh, at com slash million to check out Carl's story. Um, big ups to them for sponsoring the show tonight. Greatly appreciate it. Make sure you patronize their business uh, and tell them the Real Sports Guy I sent you. Fellas, arrow up, arrow down, a little exercise we do. Um, the tournament is the biggest um, marketing opportunity for programs, for coaches, for players that there is, in my opinion, Um, in basketball. Like, there's nothing, no bigger stage, maybe the NBA Finals is the only stage in the sport of basketball where you can create a brand for yourself um, the way the NCAA tournament does. With that said, you can make or break yourself depending upon how you perform. Um, All eyes are going to be on you, more eyes than have ever been. And if you play poorly, that's what people are going to think. If you play well, that's what people are going to think. We've seen guys um, become first-round picks off of... NCAA performances, we've seen guys fall out of the first round because of NCAA performances. We've seen coaches get fired because of how their teams perform. We've seen coaches get jobs. Speaking of which, the uh, Arkansas Little Rock coach just got the uh, UNLV job today off of them meeting Purdue. Um, So, you know, uh, a couple years ago, um, Andy Enfield from FGCU got the uh, USC job. You know, he goes from FGCU to a Pac 12 team. Um, so, again, it's a make or break for your program, for coaches. So, we're going to do a little arrow up, arrow down. I'm going to say the name of the player. You tell me if he's arrow up or arrow down. Um, each of you, yeah, we'll give each person a player, and then he, the other two guys can rebut depending upon what the other person says. So, I'm going to start with D Wills first. D. you get Chris Dunn, arrow up or arrow down? Because um, he, he was already, uh, uh, you know, uh, like in that top five or six, um, top three, and a lot of uh, – and so I don't know if his arrow can go any higher, uh, but I would say – this is interesting. He's the one I looked at this, that his arrow is kind of where it is because he's already one of those kind of top uh, lottery picks. Um, but I would say his arrow is still up. I think one of the things that he needs to really tighten up for me, is his three-point shooting. I think as a guard in the league, you got to be able to, you know, this game is played at the three-point line and at the rim. And um, he's good at getting at the rim. Um, it, so I've watched some film because we've been doing at some videos so and doing some stuff. He's got to work on his left hand. Um, but he, I think he's shooting like 37% from three-point range. I just think he needs to have a more consistent kind of three-game. But he's got the, you know, obviously the the, the – the physical skill, he's got like a 6'8 wingspan, 6'4, um, he got the size. I just would like to see him have a little bit more of a perimeter game in the league because it'll, it'll make scoring easier for him um, so he doesn't have to work so much for his points. And I think he'd just be good on defense, you know, stuff I was looking at when you got a 6'8 wingspan, he can get his hand in lanes, get some steals. So I really like him. I think he's going to be a great addition, uh, but he's still got some work to do. Okay. Okay. Any rebuttal, D, uh, P-A-Z, To uh, D. Will's nope. um, kind of. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'll with give you him on a that D. wills Okay. I'm with you on that D. wills I don't really see his needle moving one way or the other. I think it's still pointed up. He was a, kind of an upward trajectory kind of guy. He's kind of on my short list. You know, becoming a. I've kind of adopted the Milwaukee Bucks as the team that I'm going to root for since I've been in Wisconsin for over 20 years, and this have never really liked the Bucks. Um, they have a group of players that I find interesting and intriguing, and so I find myself watching a lot of Bucks basketball now. Um, so I'm kind of adopting the team. Um, I do have a right to be in a 20-year residence in Wisconsin, so I do have fan rights. So I'm going to um, activate those <laughs> fan rights um, and start to do for the Bucs. He's on my short list of guys who I uh, who I think uh, will be good fits with what the Bucks are trying to do. Um, and it's a very short list, but he's on that list of guys who I think would be a good fit with what they have and what they're trying to become. Um, Jalen Brown, PHD, arrow up, arrow down.
2: Arrow up. His NCAA performance aside, I, you know, I – so I'm a big Quanzo Martin guy. I've seen him develop, you know, like we were at Missouri State at the same time a few years ago, and I saw him develop some guys that had no business – uh, of having good careers overseas to being stars overseas. And so now he's kind of in the big leagues. You know, it's been cool to see him develop some guys just in his first year or two out there. Um, I like Brown, you know, six seven six eight. He puts me in the mind of a literal Sprewell um, in terms of what Sprewell looked like in college at Alabama. And, you know, a guy that can attack the rack his perimeter game at this point to me is suspect, and it's a question of what, like, how are you going to be able to make it work at the next level? You know, I think of a guy named Stanley. Uh, who's the the rookie? This is the third time I'm asking you guys for names. Uh, but the rookie of the Pistons, yeah, Stanley Johnson. You know, I I thought the same thing about him last year. It's like, hey, he's a scorer. He can make things happen in college, but how is that going to translate to the next level? Um, I'll still say arrow-ups because I think overall it's a fairly weak class for wings this year, so I still see him as a lottery pick.
1: Okay. Any rebuttals, Uh, D-Will? No, I think you hit it. uh, You know, I wish he would have had a little better showing. Um, You know, this is a kid I like. You know, he was supposed to go to Michigan, decommitted, and then went out to Cal. Uh, We lost a couple like that 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 we're talking about here. Um, Big 10, man. yeah, something we got to work on that. Um, but I think I think you hit it right on the head. That was some stuff I'm looking at. You know, work again, working on his handles a little bit um, more. But his size will allow him some things that um, uh, you know that that uh, that when we talked about Chris, that Chris won't be able to do. I think he can do because of his size will give him some. But there's a lot of guys who got size like his. So you know, for him to be an elite player in the league, he gonna need to develop his game or he's going to be in that mode where he's going to be that sixth, seventh man on a team if he doesn't work on some of those skills. Okay. All right, next one is uh, Jacob Peddle. Jacob Peddle, the big man from Utah, seven-footer. I'll take this one. Um, I'm going to go arrow even. I don't think his arrow moved very much. Um, I don't think it went down, but I don't think it went up. I think, you know, to quote Danny Green, he is who he thought he was. He's a mobile big man um, with pretty good feet, Um, decent rim protector, runs the floor pretty well. Um, Offensively, he's still a bit of a work in progress, has some decent post moves, doesn't have a perimeter shot right now. Um, This is a guy who will probably wind up playing in the NBA for 10, 12 years. Um, Most of those years will be spent as a backup big. Um, I don't think he'll ever be a star. I think right now he's projected kind of late lottery, early uh, or or mid-first round, Um, kind of that – 11 to 15 range, which I think is where he still will be, um, after how he performed in the tournament, um, got Utah to a sweet 16. Um, I think, right. Utah made the sweet 16. Let me double check that. Uh, no, they got beat by Gonzaga. Um, but I think, you know, overall, he is, he is what, what everybody thought he was. I think, uh, his arrow remains steady. Um, I think he'll be, uh, uh, marginal, solid role player in the league. Um if he's your starting five, you gotta have a lot around him um to cover up some of his weaknesses. Um if he's your second uh five man, then I think you're in good shape. Um so uh that's that's my assessment of Jacob Petal from Utah University. Um any those, fellas We don't need no meows, we don't need no cats. We need more dogs. <laughs> That, that's my yeah. response to him. <laughs> uh, my biggest alarm was the beatdown they took from Oregon and then how they played into the tournament. And, you know, I've been reading a lot about this. Uh, was it, I think it's the Jacob. Um, and his competitiveness is something that got my arrow going down. Um, he's averaging about a block a game, which is, isn't bad, but in, in – in, in college, I would figure he would probably be in the two to three range. I mean, just there's a, there's a question about his competitiveness that has got my stock down a little bit on him, um, particularly when you think about the coach he played for, uh, Stilviak, um, who's a you know, fiery guy. Um, I wish he would kind of reflect more of him. My, my, my arrow is playing a little bit down on him, um, and it may depend on what kind of team he goes to. All right. Um, Let's go. Uh, I'm going to toss this one to to D. Wills, uh, Grayson Allen. You know, uh, I think his arrow's going up, and you're going to be kind of weird why I think his arrow's going up. You know, I usually – you know, I got a lot of friends who are Duke fans, and I call them camp kids uh, because, you know, (laughs) they they have few players who are actually – dogs who could be on the hardwood or on the, on, the, on the blacktop court, you know, skidding their knee. His I do I, 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 I could argue that a little bit more, but I, I know we ain't got time, but we will argue thing. I've never, the thing. Like, I've never nah. bought the
2: Camp Kid thing with Duke. I've never bought it. Like <laughs> I've never bought it. Like, I've heard you uh, talk about it, Ray. I mean, Ray argues it very well. Like, I, I just, I don't buy it. With Duke being camp kids, like like I think it's as ignorant as Jalen Rose calling, <laughs> you know, Jalen Rose, like a nineteen, eighteen year old Jalen Rose, I get that, was calling Duke's, uncle, like Duke players, Uncle Tom's. Like, I'm minute, not saying that.
1: Now. I'm saying, I'm saying, they they've had some soft stuff, and we can argue about what Coach K gets in terms of calls on the road we can argue a whole other elements that elevates that a little bit for them, but I can push Let's back do it. on all that. I can push do back it. on all of that.
2: Do it. I'm
1: I'm sticking with my list right now.
2: Right. Bad I'm as not going to try to take it my my off I'm not my hand.
1: And I'll say this. Even when their game translates to the league, they don't bring that toughness all the time to the league. I'll get Battier that they ain't ever been. You have not looked at those cats as guys who are bringing that to the league at all. I don't. I don't see it. You know, but maybe you got a point there. I've not seen too many of them cats who are roughing it up. Some of them play tough. They've had a couple of guys who come at you. But ain't, ain't nobody who's going to scare you. Name one person who scared you. Grant Hill. You don't scare me. I mean, from what I'm talking about, the camp kid stuff, Grant's a nice guy, great player, but I ain't scared of Grant.
2: Oh, yeah, you was his first five, six, seven years in the league. Oh, I was Detroit. Yeah, you was. You I love him at Detroit. But
1: see, what are you talking about, scare? Like, I mean, like but, I, mean, I was scared of James moving Edwards, he, he, but he, I wasn't look worried look. about him dropping thirty. <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I was scared of moving Edwards, but I wasn't worried about him dropping thirty on me.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, but, but look, I said,
1: if you look at let's say you take, look at you you look at you look at UConn see, there are a lot of dogs come out of there that I say are dogs. I think a lot of times Duke gets what I call the VIP treatment. They get the brand early. Duke teams. Had that scrap, some of these teams skated on some real celebrity stuff. Watch them up point, watch some of the calls they get on the road, watch a lot of other stuff they get. And part of it partly came out how people might judge Grayson Allen. I think that might be one of the reasons he actually gets drafted a little bit higher because he showed a, a little bit of pushback and toughness. But that kind of spoiled brat kind of thing, ball ain't going my way kind of stuff is what you see. Okay, I'm going to read off a list. I done pulled up a list of current <laughs> current Duke players in the NBA. 15, 16, current guys in the league. We're going dog on this one. All right? Either he's a dog or he's not. All right? Uh, Luau Dang. Dog. Not a dog. I like him. I, I like Luau. Is he a dog or he's not? He's grown on me. Yeah. Um, I mean, dog. like, if we – I'll give him a dog. I'll give Luau a dog. Man, yeah, I mean, come we on. don't give him a dog. I'll give a little we only I'll got three Lou dogs right. in the like NBA then. I like him. <laughs> right. Don Levy. He ain't no dog. He tough, but he ain't
2: no dog. How long have you been yeah. in the NBA? Yeah, he yeah. but I ain't giving him yeah. that. Come wait, on, like, wait, come, come on, come on. So 14, I remember him in the O one O two one championship game. So, so he's been in the his league at least 12 to 13 years, okay? Yes. Yeah, uh, like we know a lot of guys who have flamed out after that first or second contract. I mean, you know, uh, you know, is he a catch you want to go into the alley with? No, but ninety-five percent of the NBA is not. But you know, I mean, I mean, like you got to be tough to stick around that long, man. Okay, we're gonna
1: Here's keep it going. Yeah, We're undecided. We're undecided on Dunleavy. Right. There's a little, there's a yeah, little, there's a little discrepancy on Dunleavy. Gerald Henderson. It, he, can, it, part of it is he can shoot. That's always gonna keep him in leave. Man, we're not talking that's about fine. Dunleavy no more. Gerald Henderson. So, Go ahead. Gerald? No, he ain't. Okay. Uh, CAC. Gerald, like, come all right, on that's now. A, that, <laughs> no say, no say, Okay. No I, no I can see. Okay. Uh, yeah, Rodney Hood. One. Young young wing, wing one, young wing from the Utah Jazz, Rodney Hood. I, I like Rodney though. I gotta give him that one. He wanted the new yeah, cat, okay. i mean, I give him that. He, he took COVID. Yeah, I like I was gonna say we got I like Rodney I I don't like get mad at him. Rodney's on. He's got that the James. Newbury, Duke, kind of vibe I, I'm, I'm, the New Breed Duke. The New Breed Duke cast, I kinda like though. Rodney wants. But that's what Phil talking about. That's what we talking about. But keep coming with me. Next on the list, Kyrie. Oh yeah, uh, I like Kyrie. Kyrie got some softness to him, man. He's mainly soft on this. In this, he need the whole LeBron thing. He needs to be a little bit stronger, man. Okay, okay. Now see, we got yeah. a man on the street, PhD. Um, what's going on with that? He mainly soft. <laughs> uh, so, because so the, stop- not- the question I want to ask, the question I want to answer, I want to stop you. The question I want to answer is. Okay, D. Wills is throwing it out there that Kyrie's the soft one. I'm asking, who's the soft one in this situation? Is LeBron being a little eh, and iffy, or is the Kyrie being a little iffy? <laughs> well,
2: so, so I will say that um, I'm a LeBron James apologist. You all know that, but I just want to <laughs> remind you that I am. So I have a huge LeBron James bias. I will say that some of his actions are very questionable. Um, um, <laughs> Ky, Kyrie, though, man, Ky, Kyrie is a cat that reminds me of Isaiah Thomas, where he's the shortest guy on the court often, but he can always get his shot off in the lane. To me, like I always see this guy as a cat who grew up playing on the streets of New Jersey. You know, like he, like, which he did. Like he is a player, right? I mean, he like he is a player and. He can, you know, it's it's almost like training day. How do you want it, Jake? How you want it? No, really, how do you want it? Because Kyrie can give it to you so many different ways. He can give it to you from deep. Like, he can get to the rack. I'd love to see him distribute the ball more, but he did that before LeBron got there. Like, I think he's playing his role now. So, to me, when we look at the last, you know, over the last ten years, the number one picks, uh, Kyrie is one that we'll never take a look at And be like oh he hasn't performed as what we'd expect a one to be You know like a uh, Derrick Rose has done that Kyrie has done that but there's been a whole Host of others probably half of that List that has not so to me Like I don't think we can call Kyrie soft in any way because He's performed and he has not let Down like he has showed up and played
1: Okay so so far we Got Lou Aldang is a dog for if he on Dunleavy, no on Jared Henderson, yes on Rodney Hood, yes on Kyrie. Next one is Tyus Jones. Now, Tyus obviously is a rookie. I think he's a dog Just because home. of what I saw in the championship last year. They, he ain't playing, they ain't winning. All right? He ain't in that game, they ain't winning. Dude has some onions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and both might be – Bo, Bo would have retired yeah, the next he, night. He, he – yeah, but he remind me of Christopher Williams, man. He's like Christopher Williams, these <laughs> man. See, see thing, that, man. that's it right
2: there. Man, that's you that's going right off the of '80s like, light skin stereotype? Are you looking at physical attributes? <laughs> you know, this cat kind of light skin. What's that got to do with anything? Like, what that got to do with anything, D? Come on, man. And, and for the listeners out there, I am not a light skin cat, so I'm not like trying to like defend a whole team. I am, you know, I have dark skin, okay. But well, come on, Adi. I mean, you he, he say like Chris Williams, like
1: that
2: is not for me, okay? It's not. Yeah, and, and he didn't bring up, he didn't bring up
1: like, uh, he didn't bring up like Drake. And you, you could have just said Drake. People would get that reference.
2: He went back to
1: like, hey, uh, he went back to like the uh, light skin dude with Chris Williams. <laughs> Come on, man! Like he went to come he on, went man. to patient zero of the light skinned dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, you know? Hey man, I mean, uh, you know, Come on, now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Nino walking around the table on you. Yeah. You
2: know,
1: you know. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Nino walking around. The table. <laughs> right, with, like, the, with, the, with, the with the with the Rockwiler. down with the Rottweiler. I'm going, I'm going dog I'm going dog on Tyus Jones, man. He still has to prove it still in the league, but what he did at, at what he did at Duke, he still he's still eating the heart of Wisconsin fans right now. He's still eating that heart yeah. like it's still on his plate. He's still eating off that right now. So we can't even we can't front on that. Next up is Ryan yeah. Kelly. And eh. uh, the next one will be interesting. I think there's gonna be some debate about the next one. Josh McRoberts.
2: Uh Stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, I'll stay things things even on stay him
1: too. too. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll stay even with him. Okay. Okay. All right, Jaleel Okafer. Bill, you have to be saying, "Quit fighting in bars, man." That might give you a dog. But I don't know. Right, but uh, still,
2: camp kids. But yeah.
1: Camp kids. He yeah. camp I mean,
2: kids right now. He he, he could grow out. Yeah. It ain't like camp kids are okay. so good. The
1: one okay. we're going to talk about right. has grown out of this camp kid and become a dog, the one we haven't talked about yet. Jabari. Excuse me? There's one we Jabari? haven't talked about yet. Oh, Jabari. Jabari, is he dog. a camp oh, kid or God. a dog? He's still camp kid, man. He ain't there yet. Nah, He's nah man, you ain't been watching, Jabari's dogging it now. Watching. Jabari, didn't kinda, he didn't kind of shook off that little scar tissue on that knee, man. He didn't shook that okay. off. Uh, that little I'm rust, man, we got, we, that we, little layer we, of rust, we, we, man. We, 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 I, I, I need I need to see another year with it. But I think he's arrow. If we're going arrow up or arrow down, his arrow is up. I like his arrow. All right. All right. I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on Jabari. I was I a little, I was a little <laughs> shaky on him, too, at the beginning of the season. I was like, come on, man. You're supposed to be I a yes, man. I The I last think, month and, and a half. Me. I would say his arrow is heading in the right direction. I'm not going
2: to hate on
1: him. The last month, The last month I mean, and a half,
2: man, I'm telling you. Devon, your theory is like Swiss cheese so far. You know, like we so went far. through ten players. Like we went through ten players out of the sixteen, and you know we found one or two that may fit your definition of a. No, game you theater found theater one or two. I found
1: many people. more than that. You found one.
2: Or well,
1: we two. were either wait. we we wait. Were either wait. No, I mean, we're you went to Jones because anyway. he looks like Christopher Williams. You both agreed on <laughs> Gerald Henderson, and you both were kind of like. Halfway, we kind of split on, on Dunleavy. So, really, you got Dunleavy, D-Wheels. You got Dunleavy. You got Henderson. I'm not even counting Tyus Jones for you because that, that was bad logic. <laughs> 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 you got Ryan Kelly. And you you were waiting to see your own Mac Roberts, McRoberts. And right now you're saying Okafor is still kind of a camp kid, which I, 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 that's your opinion. But right now you're and, 50, and boo- man. We got Boozer. You got Boozer, right? He's still in there is he retired yet? He, he Man, is... Boozer wasn't no kid, though, man. Yeah, Boozer was a second-round pick. Boozer was a second-round pick, dude. Man, talk to Chicago Bulls fans. Talk to Chicago Bulls fans. Nah, I, don't even like, to... I don't even like the Bulls. I don't even like the Bulls. I ain't never liked the Bulls. Man, man, I ain't never liked the Bulls. I didn't even play in the fourth I hated the Bulls when they had Mike. I ain't
2: never liked the ball, your man. Boy, he boy, or, boy, for, six or seven, for six or seven straight years, Boozer averaged a double-double. And I'm not talking about 10 points and 11 rebounds. I mean, this cap was like, you know, 17 and 18 and 9 and 10 every night. You know? As I a second-round again look, Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, look, if that look, doesn't look, talk fight, if that you, doesn't talk fight, I don't what do you know say, what say, does. Hold on, hold
1: on. Would you say Thibodeau is probably one of the toughest coaches in the league, grinders? Coaching the league, would you say that? He got a. He had a old boozer, uh, he yeah, an, old he an old boozer though. He could have been an old boozer in the fourth quarter. That wasn't old boozer. That boozer. When boozer was in Utah. Boozer was a monster. When he was in, when he was in Utah, he was a monster. You came front. You came front. I never been a big. He was for hair dudes
2: plus spray painting his own scout.
1: I'm sorry. So, so, so here, here's I'm one that on may on cause it. controversy. We got Plumlee. We got oh, two Plum Miles and. Mac-
2: I, I like them both, uh, especially the one in I, I Brooklyn. Do too, I kinda. mean You know, I, too, I mean, What they are, like they're not. They're, I'm, you know, the one in Phoenix can shoot it a little bit, but to me, I mean, especially Plumlee, kind of got the town discount. Uh, playing with the Olympic team, or not the Olympic team, but the World Championship team a couple, like, last summer or the young, uh, summer before, he showed me a little bit in terms of what he brings to the table defensively and rebounding and being able to finish around the back. Listen, you know. Listen, if
1: you make your if you make your bones in the NBA as a running, jumping, rebounding, shot-blocking big, you ain't no punk. Like, they, they ain't shooting jump shots. Like, they're not jump shooters. They're they running, they pick and roll dunkers. That's what they do. they not they they basically DeAndre Jordan without the extra five inches on their verse, but they can get up. Like they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, uh, uh Y'all reaching. Stepping out y'all reaching. They're not. Man, I y'all do. Reachin', man. Y'all, y'all reaching man. Have you liked reachin'. Y'all, y'all reaching reachin'. reachin now. Y'all reaching. I take I either, either one, one on my team reachin'. to be now, now, like do to do all be all in this, my seven, eight-man rotation. Well, fellas, what I do want to make is, through all this, y'all help me miss my point of what I was gonna make my case for Grayson Allen. After all that, I said his stock is up. I like him. I think he's tough. I think that's gonna be part of why his stock. He's a great ball player. But I think he got an extra level of competitiveness. And I think, I think people gonna sleep on him and not taking when they should take him. Yeah, I think when I look at where he's projected on the list, I. think I like his skill set enough to say he might be a little hired. I don't know why he isn't. His athleticism is all right. the gym. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. He can, all can right, all right, defense. all right. So, Grayson Allen, Grayson oh. Allen arrow up. We're going to move on because I got these next two I want to make sure we get before we uh before we turn it over to PAD for the last word. All right? I mean, I see what you did. Tyler I, I learned i learned you, <laughs> Tyler Euless, PAD. This one is yours. Tyler Eulis. You Actually, I'm gonna take Tyler Ulis. I'm gonna give you the next one, P.A.D. Tyler okay. Ulis is again. This is another guy who's on my short list of guys I'd like to see in the Milwaukee Bucks uniform.
0: Um, whether they take him in the
1: first round or the second round, I like this dude. I think he's one of those point guards who he's gonna to win the to chance somebody a championship. Um, he's gonna hit. A, he's gonna hit a clutch basket. He's gonna be in your face. He, he just got. It. When we talk about dog, dude's got a dog meter that's really high. So I like Tyler Ulis. I like his swag. I like his game. I like his demeanor as a point guard. He can shoot. He can put it on the deck. Obviously, his size is going to be a disadvantage at the next level. But I think if he's your your backup, or if he's a, a guard that you don't have, you know, that's why I like him for the Bucks. They're playing Giannis at the point. You put Tyler Ulis on that mm-hmm. team and have him playing off, where he can dog the other team's point guard defensively on the perimeter. But you got length around him. I think that could cover up some of his uh, his deficiency. I love Tyler Eulis So. Um, my arrow for him is way up. Um rebuttals.
0: I like I think him sizes
1: him. I-, I would say the only thing that's gonna hurt him is size him. He was player of the year, defensive player of the year. You know, people get all caught up with a five nine. Um, they- they're missing a great player. That's the only flaw, is height. Yeah, he been five nine <laughs> his whole life and
2: like, he been five nine yeah. his whole life and he found a way to be a big contributor. On a team last year, Kentucky, that had seven or eight guys that were drafted. So, like, I think he did yes. just fine. <laughs> but but NBA teams tend to get caught up in a whole bunch of other stuff that had nothing to do with
1: that. I think that's what I'm the saying. Smart ones, I agree with The you smart saying. ones see through the bull. The smart ones see through the bull. Again, I hope he winds yeah. up on the Bucks. but it, if he winds up on the Spurs, don't say I didn't tell you so. <laughs> if he winds up on the Spurs, don't, don't say I didn't tell you so. <laughs> Oh, last one here, last one here, P.A.D., Denzel Valentine.
2: Uh, Arrow up, arrow up, even after this first round debacle against Middle Tennessee State. I think in addition to him being a good player, a great college player, and, you know, earning to be a first-team All-American this year, the other big thing that he has going for him is Draymond Green. Draymond yep. Green's success in the in in the NBA the last couple of years will like I think without Den like without without Draymond Green, Denzel Valentine will be a late first round second round pick, but people don't want to make the same mistake that they made on Draymond Green, so I think therefore he will be a lottery pick for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent.
1: I think. Again, this is another guy. So, like, Dunn, Euless, Valentine, all on that short list. Buddy Heald is the next dude on that list, and that's pretty much it. Like, those are the dudes that where the Bucks will probably be picking, which is probably 8 to 11, you know, they're probably looking at more like Valentine or Eulis rather than Dunn or Buddy Heald. But if they jump up, i like to see them get one of those four guys. Um, but Valentine is – and, again, I think the Draymond effect is real. Um, but I also think Valentine has validated that. Like, in, in today's NBA, a player like him um, is extremely valuable. I mean, you, he, could, he could run point for a team like the Bucks, and they would be sick because you got him, you got Giannis, you got Jabari, you got Middleton, and whoever they throw in the center, they're talking about trade Monroe. But if they keep Monroe, you got pretty much six, six, and above. You talk about length, you know, and, and what they could do defensively with a group like that, um, and then all of them play with the ball or off the ball. That'd be a very that'd be a very interesting squad. So I love Denzel Valentin as well. Um for all the reasons you said. Um I just hope he doesn't go to a, a bad team because they think they're gonna get Draymond. Um not realizing Draymond did go to a team. Draymond was picked later by a good team. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. and so that Uh-oh. means something. That helps. That be helps. careful,
2: be careful. Oh, I know, right? Man. I don't wanna
1: set D I don't wanna set D Wills off. <laughs> We got
2: going.
1: about four minutes we now. We're, 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 <laughs> We're moving on, We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. we moving on. We got about four minutes left. We're going to hit you with the last word with uh, uh, PhD. I'm going to play a little sound for you to set this up for you, PhD. Then you hit them with that. Uh, here you go. Just go ahead and hit them with the last word. You got the next couple minutes. Rock out.
2: Uh, so first of all, Divine, yeah, we did get on you tonight, man. Sorry about that. Uh, it was not planned or orchestrated. Um, so the last word tonight, I, I want to go in hard on baseball. Goose Gossage, you know, since the last time we've been on the air, Goose Gossage came out and had some issues about people, quote unquote, hot dogging in baseball. And a young star, Bryce Harper, came in. And, you know, or first he made the statements, you know, that, hey, I think this is good for baseball to kind of be more showy and show more emotion. And there's been this, you know, debate over the last week or two that really dominated a slow week of sports headlines right before the NCAA tournament began. And here's my position. We just spent almost a full 90 minutes talking about sports. And not once, and this was not planned, but not once did we talk about opening day baseball coming up, you know, in a mere few days. By the time you listen to this podcast, you know, opening day may have already happened. And so from my perspective, anything that will get more younger and more eyes on baseball, baseball needs to do it. And so a lot of these, you know, old school cats, fundamentalists, you know, want to hold on to what baseball was. You've got to change with the times or you're going to be left behind. You know, when my dad was a kid in the 50s and 60s, guess what? Baseball was America's pastime. Baseball was in front of uh, basketball. It was in front of football. But now if you look at it, uh, baseball is clearly behind football and basketball in terms of popularity and also kids playing. So I urge baseball, baseball purists, the leadership in baseball, and just fans in general, embrace it. Be okay with change because if not, you may be out of baseball by the next generation. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
1: Well said. Bro. Well said. That'll do it. Well said. This edition the Real Sports Guys, com. RSG Renegade Radio. We are closing this one out. We'll be back in two weeks with another slamming podcast for you all. Uh, make sure you uh, make sure you download the podcast and you subscribe through iTunes to The Real Sports Guys. Look us up. Make sure you subscribe. This edition was brought to you by K&N Air Filters. Make sure you check out Carl's story at com slash million to learn how Carl drove a million miles on one K&N filter. Well, that does it, fellas. We'll be back next week. All you folks out there, update the Can't Trust them list. Get ready for next Dis bracket. Enjoy the final. Catch you on the flip side. Peace.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW revoid void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.